Hey, Haley. Hey, Caitlin. Are you feeling the burn? Oh, God. Because we're going to talk about Bernie Teed. I hate you. <laughs> oh, this is crime culture. I'm sorry. I let that happen. I played into it. I'm Haley. That's Caitlin. I'm Caitlin. I'm so pleased with myself. Ugh. She's talking about Bernie Teed today. Oh, they know. <laughs> Can you let me host the podcast, please? I, am I not hosting the podcast? No. Am I not a co-host? You, you've of this been podcast? revoked <laughs> for a terrible joke. <laughs> oh, but yeah, we're gonna talk about Bernie Teed. He's an interesting one. Yeah, mortician. Murderer, all I see is Jack Black, old lady fucker. Ugh. All of it. We'll Ugh. get into it. We'll get into it. Yep. Well, let's just fucking go. Start I was going to say, let's just get into it. Jump into it. So, Bernhardt Teed the second. Bernhardt. Wait. <laughs> wait. Stop. Bernhardt. We don't even get two seconds into it. It's like heartburn, but it's Bernhardt. How do you spell it? B-E-R-N-H-A-R-D-T. R-D-T. Bernhardt. Bernhardt. Like I love Bernard, it. but like special. Bernard. <laughs> but not i love it special i love it so yeah so bernhardt teed the second was born on august 2nd 1958 in abilene texas his father bernhardt teed senior as as it is yes was a russian immigrant that'd be weird if if the the junior skipped the generation no that's that doesn't (laughs) count i know somebody who did that and it it doesn't count if his dad was like tom It, it doesn't count it doesn't count yeah that'd be weird it it I, I don't care who you are. I don't care what you say. Yeah, but at that point, you're just... Like, if your dad is James, and then your grandfather is Ted. Yeah. And then you're, you're named Ted. You're not Ted Jr. Yeah. Like, it just... Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't work. That doesn't it, make any sense. It just... I'm not here for it. Anyway, so what did his dad do? Um... So his dad was a Russian immigrant who worked as a professor of music and a choral director at various colleges in Texas, and he was also a church music director and singer. So he was very musical. That's cool. Yeah, very musical. Um, And his mother was his father's first wife, Leela Mae Jester. Okay. Um, And she died in a car accident when Bernie was two years old. Aww. Yeah. So in a 48-hour special, um, Bernie actually told Peter Van Sant... My daddy and my mother, they had a car accident, and my mother was riding in the passenger side of the car, and daddy never forgave himself for that. He never oh. forgave himself for that. Oh. So, as as can almost be expected, his father became an alcoholic. Oh, yeah. Remarried when Bernie was five. Okay. And died when he was 15. Wow. So, by 15, both of his biological parents were dead. So, he just never forgave himself? His dad, his dad blamed himself the entire time oh that's terrible um bernie also told vincent that when he was 12 his uncle elmer Doucette began molesting him oh my god yeah and Doucette has denied the claims but like three men have testified that they have also been sexually assaulted by him oh wow so like when they were minors yes. so like like around the same time as bernie so like mm-hmm. yeah one person can be mistaken yeah four people yeah like it's uh, yeah. it's it's kind of likely. So he also had a sister, and so to port so to support himself and his sister after younger? the death of the, younger okay, um, to support himself and his sister after the death of their father, Bernie took on odd jobs after school and on weekends doing yard work at the local funeral home. Okay, 
So soon his hardworking nature allowed him to prove himself and he gained extra responsibilities at the home. And he spent so much time working there that it inspired him to become a mortician. Whoa. That's really interesting. Yeah. Um, So things are starting to look up. And in 1985, when he was 27, Bernie moved to the Panola County town of Carthage, Texas. Mm -hmm. Um, And they've got a population of about 7,000 people. So like very small town. Yeah, I think my town is... Like we. Yeah, I think my town is less than 8,000 people, something like that. Or like, Yeah, like, it's it's a wee town. It's definitely less it's than 10, but... Little town. Um, it's a quiet it's, village. Oh, God, don't even. <laughs> Every day, like the one before. I'll get drunk and sing that song for no reason. <laughs> Me and my friend, Taylor. On our next episode. Shout, shout out to Taylor, because we fucking love to sing that song. I do all the voices. Oh, I want to hear that. I'm getting you drunk later. My favorite is um, LeFou. If I could be anybody in Beauty and the Beast, it would be LeFou. The fucking dumb guy and the, the sidekick of Gaston. So I, I know who you're talking about. I just think it's funny because when I was little, I was in a um, dance class. I was in a ballet class and I was like three or four maybe. And I had this really bitchy ballet teacher. Like oh, she God. did not like me at all. And... And, and she had reason to because like she'd put on like a song from like Sleeping Beauty and instead of dancing I'd be going to her being like this is from Sleeping Beauty did you know that it's from this one scene where it has this <laughs> you're just being a little taut I was like she would say like plie and I'd like Macarena like I would not do what I was told but I was also like three yeah. and she wanted everybody to be like prima ballerinas so Blech. fast forward our our like final concert was Beauty and the Beast mm-hmm. we were doing a thing from Beauty and the Beast and all of these little girls got to be Belle, and, like, some of the boys got to be the Beast or whatever, and, like, you know, there's, like, a couple boys in the class yeah. or whatever. She fucking made me Gaston. Oh, shit. And I was like, this bitch, and I quit. <laughs> and my parents had no problem with it, because apparently a lot of the parents ended up pulling their kids out, because she was just that mean. She was, like, some angry Russian lady. Jeez. Like, yeah. But, yeah. I just remember seeing... So apparently I'd be Gaston. <laughs> I remember seeing the live action Beauty and the Beast and was oh. so fucking stoked for Little Town because there's a part where Gaston goes, Wow, you didn't miss a shot. Fuck. LeFou says, Wow, you didn't miss yeah. a shot, Gaston. And it's my favorite line to do, like in the dumb voice. And Can you do I it? was so. W- I'm not. Definitely Can not doing it right do now. It? No, I have had <laughs> nothing to drink but coffee. Oh, um, Haley. So. Uh, I was so fucking ready to see Josh Gad say it, and he didn't fucking say it. So I, t- I texted my friend later. I was like, zero out of ten. Would not recommend <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. Didn't say the line. Oh, I loved Beauty and the Beast so much so that my vasovagal syncope took over after the fact, and I passed out. Jesus. Yeah. So, so there's that. All right. But yeah. So he back moved to, to he to moved Bernie. to a little town. It was a quiet village. Um, that's that's where that tangent <laughs> yes. went. Jesus Christ. <laughs> And he worked there as the assistant funeral director at Hawthorne Funeral Home. Mm -hmm. And he ended up working there for nine years. Oh, wow. Um, Immediately, he was embraced as an asset to the small community. Yeah. Um, They were very close-knit. They really valued him as a member of their community. And it it was great. I can't see a lot of people being super stoked to be a mortician. He, but I, it like basically saved him and his sister's livelihood. Yeah, 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 because he was finally making money and yeah. stuff. Was he? Were they still living with the the step? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, that's it. That's didn't say. Sad. Probably, I probably, but like it didn't say. That also, they were, like, as a woman, like I can't imagine like you're living like all these years like with your husband and presumably like in that time he was born in fifty five and his father died when he was fifteen. So like in like the sixties, 
Like, women weren't really expected to work that much either. Yeah. So, you know. But, so, the owner of Hawthorne Funeral Home, Carlton Schomburger, Mm -hmm. said he he was very successful here at Hawthorne's, and as a funeral director overall, Bernie was talented. He would do anything from makeup, hair, he could sing, he could preach. Like, makeup and hair on the bodies? Yeah, they have to. I know, but it's so weird. But he could do all of it, and he didn't, like, complain. And yeah. He just, like, and he was good That's at it. That's a very specific personality type that can do that. Oh, yeah. But, um, and it wasn't just Schomburger, though, who valued Bernie. Um, according to the director of the film, Bernie, uh-huh. Richard Linkletter, Bernie was also so popular and talented that he was even on a lot of people's lists to literally sing them into heaven. Oh, shit. And he well, was, his dad was a, a choir yeah, director. And yeah, stuff. that's what I was going to say. He's very, he, he very was, musical. He was living up to like his, not his father's legacy per se, but it was like in his blood. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he would sing people into heaven. He was a gourmet cook. He taught Sunday school. He acted in the community theater, and he, like he was generally very well liked in this. community. He was in every facet of yes, the he community's was fully enmeshed in the community. Yeah. Um. A local woman named Susie Cockrell told Van Sant in the um the 48 hours special he was like a god in this town Mm. and so it sounds like it yeah and the general consensus in the town was that bernie always had that like human touch and he knew just what to say to like or to say to do or whatever to like bring a smile to anybody who needed it yeah so however bernie was also in massive amounts of credit card debt Mm. and debt from back taxes he can't just be like a nice dude being doing nice shit there always has to be one thing oh no and he also wasn't really able to make the payments on these because he was only making eighteen thousand a year at this funeral home oh wow yeah if he was such an asset you think like he was so well liked you think somebody would be like hey give him a raise give him like or like he has money to rally or something yeah no you'd think but yeah so yeah so when like a grieving vulnerable widow widow walks into the funeral home like yeah he sees an opportunity yeah and he does what he does best so, in 1990, Rod Nugent, who was the town's leading banker and oilman and husband of 53 years wow. to Marjorie Nugent, he died. Local rich man. Local very rich man. Yes. Um, Bernie was put in charge of his funeral, and throughout the course of the preparations, Marjorie and Bernie struck up a friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter Van Sant later asked Bernie if he was thinking he would ever see Marjorie after the services, and Bernie went... Well, no, because that's not how I conduct funerals. As often as I do with the widows, widowers, go check on them, go by the house, make sure they're all right. So he knew that he would see Bar- see Marjorie after. Yeah. And as, like, a side note, that's actually very sweet. It's like, very he, sweet he, he arranges, he that, yeah. yeah. He arranges the funerals for these people and, and then, then he makes like, sure goes they're good, to check on going them. okay after the fact. Yeah. Because there's lots of times where, like, somebody will pass away and everyone comes in for the funeral and yeah. is, like, all so, like, condensed and, like, they're all there for, like, and then eventually a couple it's days. over and then you're And then you're just going alone. to... Alone, yeah. Yeah, you're going to your new life of being by yourself. Like, how sad is that? The fact right. that he would, in this little town, just go and, like, take the time and, like, visit these people. Right. That is very sweet. Yeah. So, yeah. So... With all of that and this friendship that they already had going, yeah, he eventually began working for Marjorie as something of like an executive assistant or a companion. Very nice. And he began running errands for her, traveling with her. Like they eventually became inseparable. Yeah. However, what, what is the age difference in this? Um, 
let's see here. I she think was married I, for 53 years. She was married for 53 years. I'm trying to see here where I've got um, the, whatchamacallit. The details I, I, on their age? Yeah, because I did have it up here. It was, it was something because No, because, extreme. like, no, she was, like, she was an elderly woman. Yeah. Like, she was, she was, like, when, when she died, she was 81. Oh. When. So they had struck up this friendship for how long before? We'll, we'll go, we'll, yeah. we'll go through that. We'll go through that. We'll get to that. There was, but we're going to say there's like, a significant age difference. It's not like this yeah. woman is widowed. This guy, they become friends and all of a sudden, like they get together yeah exactly like it's it's just it's fishy it's tray fishy yeah so yeah um so marjorie wasn't very well liked as as well liked as bernie was it was the opposite for marjorie people fucking hated her oh um they said that she could be mean and unaffectionate and that she acted quote blue-blooded like her husband was a fucking oil tycoon though yeah and like i think it like was, i think that's part of it yeah and i think it was said i think it was said by like bill Hader or somebody somebody on snl like mm-hmm. asked if um if like s- some famous person was nice right uh mick jagger i think it was they were yeah. like is mick jagger nice and he was like not really but he's famous and he's been famous for so long so he doesn't have to be no like you're not like he, you're that rich he said he said you're not nice to siri no like when you when oh you're no used the to, things i've said to the- siri when you're I, used oh. to getting everything that you ask for like he doesn't say hey can i can i get it like a diet coke he's just like diet coke i mean like, if he's british gonna, though isn't he more like diet coke people are gonna bring shit to you yeah if you if you come from money and you've had money and you've never not had it yeah you you expect things you expect things like yeah. to become the president yeah um <laughs> 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 all right but members of the community actually referred to Marjorie as the quote town Grinch. <laughs> and they That's said cute. <laughs> they said her former husband was the only one who was able to basically keep her pleasant. Wow. Like the only one who like kept her from basically like being a huge ass r- bitch. Well, I was going to say stealing Christmas, but yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, the prosecuting district attorney, Danny Buck Davidson, actually told Texas Monthly I don't know if Mrs. Nugent had a single friend in town other than him, him being Bernie. Bernie would take Marjorie out to lunch, and he'd take her to go see local theater productions, and he would leave her, like, little notes around the house, like, nice little, like, notes or whatever. Yeah. And he assured people in town that deep down, Marjorie was, in fact, a sweet woman. Mm. So, for a lonely lady who had, like, just lost her husband, like, Bernie's actions made a huge difference in her life, and... To say that she was, like, appreciative would be an understatement. Yeah. Um, she showered Bernie with gifts. She took him on expensive cruises. And she even gave him a $12,000 Rolex. Oh, what a nice friend. Time for me to befriend an old lady. Um, Jesus. So, an yeah. old widowed lady that doesn't understand the value of money at all because oh. she's always had it. Oh, wait. Oh, Jesus. You think she doesn't understand now? Oh, God. When Marjorie met Bernie... Like, her family was initially happy that she had a friend after, after Rod, her husband, died. This major bitch needs somebody. Exactly. Well, because also they, but also because they lived eight hours away in Amarillo, Texas. So, oh, like, they couldn't okay. get to her as easily. Yeah. Um, however, um, then her family began to eventually, like, express concern about her relationship with Teed and his role in 
her financial affairs and it really strained their relationship. Um, and then in 1991... Because they think he's just some fucking rando. Oh, it, yeah. And and he's proving... He's he's pretty much got everybody fooled but the family at yeah. this point. Yeah. Because in 1991, Marjorie altered her will and disinherited her son, Rod Jr. Ooh. And left her entire $5 million estate to... Bernie. Bernie. That's weird. Yeah. That's She's weird. known him for like a little while. Yeah. This is her son. Yeah. And most of this is because her family was like, hey... Like, don't give Bernie this all this money. Sketchy. Hey, Bernie is like living with you. Hey, this is weird. He's kind of mooching. And she got, she would get pissed. She'd be like, no, like, he's my boyfriend. No, like, we love each other. No, we're friends. No, we're this. Like, she, she felt that his actions were solely innocent. Yeah. Um, so after this, um, the, her family claimed that Bernie proceeded to ostracize them and her friends and her advisors and even her husband's business colleagues, all of whom tried to warn her and provide her with her with like support. Wow. And she she refused all of it. So she she like he made her cut ties with everybody. Essentially. Well, because it's very funny. So he, he's being he's being a literal predator. Like he yes. he found someone who was weak. He's he's circling them away from the rest of society he's trying to get her on her own girl you got no idea because according to her son rod like exactly exactly yeah. like he, he, this is he, very predatory behavior he systematically estranged marjorie yeah from everyone in her life he made himself her sole companion her sole confidant and in return marjorie trusted bernie so much that she also gave him power of attorney over her funds Oof. which he in turn used to give friends expensive gifts mm -hmm. and to embezzle more than three million dollars uh, from her throughout their relationship uh, but he loved her yeah i'm sure he did so yeah in november 1996 bernie shot marjorie four times in the back Oof. with a 0.22 caliber rifle then stuffed her body in a freezer next to packages of frozen meat what what happened leading up to it We'll get there. Okay. All right. All right. All right. They, they've just been living together at this point. This has all been... It's not like immediately after he moved in. Yeah, I know. Like, it, this was all... This has all been leading up to this. Yeah. Um, shoved her in a freezer next to, like, frozen packages of meat. Yeah. And pecans and oh. corn. Right. And, like, everyday, like, food. Yeah. He then continued to live as if Marjorie was still alive for Brrr. nine months. Nine months? Nine months. Holy shit. Then her family obviously was becoming was like, worried. Where the fuck is this bitch? So her son Rod traveled from Amarillo to Panola County nine months after Marjorie died, where he declared her a missing per person. Yeah. Um, after and after, so he and his daughter got the police together, and after they all forced themselves to like enter into Marjorie and I guess now Bernie's residence. Yeah. They found her body in the freezer wrapped in a white sheet. Oh my god. She was eighty one. Yeah. So Bernie was taken in for questioning and he admitted to Marjorie's murder to the police in August of 1997. Mm -hmm. And he told authorities, quote, I had thoughts of hitting Marjorie in the head with a bat or anything for a couple of months prior to November 19th, 1996. Oh my God. But I did not want her to suffer. 
Marjorie had a rifle in the freezer closet. I had moved the rifle into the bathroom near the garage. She had walked out into the garage towards my car. I took the rifle and shot Marjorie in the back. She fell face first. She was still breathing heavily, so I shot her again. I may have shot her one more time. I did not want her to suffer. I did not want her to suffer. Yeah. I then dragged Marjorie by the feet from the garage to the freezer. I had taken the food from the freezer. I placed her into the freezer and covered her with the food. I took a water hose and washed the blood from the garage. I swept up the bullets along with some leaves and threw them away. Wow. Yeah. Very so, systematic here. Yeah. And he, he worked at a, or works at a funeral As a mortician, place. yeah. So he knows how to take care of a, a body. body. Yeah. Um... So speculation abounds and accounts differ on what exactly led Bernie, like you were asking, to shoot Marjorie. Yeah. Um, in the back, no less. Like she was not able to like defend herself or anything. Yeah. Um, Bernie, though, claims that after Marjorie had convinced him to quit his job at the funeral home and live with her and work as her companion full time. Oh, okay. Um, her behavior got progressively worse. Okay. She, he said she had her quirks and her ways and her attitudes, but when we were around other people, it was a berating kind of thing. Mm. She really let loose on some things that were not appropriate. She would be very demanding of my life as time went on until 1996. It was really bad. It got worse and worse and worse. So he's basically going along with the town now saying, like, yeah, she's a Grinch. Yeah, but he's a grown adult man. Yeah, Fucking he, leave. Yeah, but he's... he's she, but she's got that money. I know. Um, so he also claimed that she was the only one who, that like, that she was the one, not him, who wouldn't let him have friends. Yeah. And that she was the one who alienated everyone from his life, as yeah. opposed to him not letting her have friends and him yep. alienating her. Mm -hmm. Um, so, however, the prosecuting attorney, Davidson, believed the motive was more sinister. Yeah. And Marjorie, he thinks, somehow found out about Bernie's theft and that she confronted him about it. Mm -hmm. um, he believes that Marjorie then called for a meeting at the bank to figure out what exactly was going on and that Bernie shot her on the way to the car to cover his tracks. Wow. Um, so he just didn't want to get caught. Yeah. That's that's basically what, like, Davidson is theorizing so here. So he, he was willing to put himself in that situation of being, like, abused by this old lady just so he's like, I can, I can take this abuse because I'm just taking all of the money I possibly can. Yep. Yep. And then when he was finally about to get found out, he was like, fuck. Whoops. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, Bernie explained that after he shot Marjorie, quote, I panicked. I saw her lying on the floor and I thought, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do? I thought, I've got to put her up for some time. Yeah. His instincts as a mortician yeah. kicked in. Yeah. And it's funny you say that because that's exactly what happened. And he says, being in the funeral business, you keep a body cool. Yes. You keep it cold, you tend to it later on, and that's what I did. I took out some food from that freezer room right off the door that goes into the house. I took her in there, I laid her in the freezer, and thought, I'll tend to this later. I didn't know what to it's do. Gonna, it's gonna take a little while, though. I have... It's gonna take some time I to I got realign. some shit to do. I gotta... I got some money to spend. I... <laughs> like, there's that thing there's two that weeks Rolex. from now. Yeah. Like, um, I, I'm just I gonna got, leave I gotta the go body. Ba buy a battery for my Rolex. Nine um, months in the freezer. Yeah. So he goes, um, I thought I'll just leave her here for a while and then I'll think of something. And that's exactly what he did until he never thought Rod of something. and authorities found Marjorie's body. Yeah. Um, and because Bernie was so beloved by the town of Carthage, the public was, it was very split. Ooh. Um, many of them actually sympathized with Bernie. They were like, yeah, this, I, we know this they bitch like, is yeah, crazy. She's a bitch. 
Um, we don't blame you for killing. They were like, we've been dreaming about this for months. Yeah. Um, so as a result, the trial was moved out of Panola County and to the small town of San, San Augustine, Texas. Yeah. They needed like a third party that didn't know the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is despite Bernie's attorney, Clifton Scrappy Holmes. (laughs) It's despite his best attempts to keep the trial from taking place in the small town because yeah, like then you'd fucking win the trial. Yeah. Um, so inside or the courtroom... Or it, it would be considered a mistrial because exactly. they couldn't exactly. come to a consensus. Well, and wait, because it, it has it has come similarly close to that. Yeah. Because um, inside the courtroom, both attorneys knew that the length of time Bernie would actually spend behind bars would hinge on how the journey related to him as a person. Yeah. Again, which is why he wanted him, why why Scrappy wanted him in Carthage. Scrappy's real nickname. It's, it's I swear to God, it's his real nickname. Ugh. Um... So all the evidence, including a massive money trail of evidence provided by the IRS, was pretty damning. Mm-hmm. And then before the trial was adjourned for the weekend, Davidson, the district attorney, showed up a showed a clip of Nugent's frozen body being pulled from the freezer in a Dallas crime lab. Ooh. Two of the jurors stood up and screamed, and Davidson said, Scrappy jumps up, he hollers for a mistrial. Oh god. What do you think they thought about all weekend? Yeah. Like the jury. Seeing that body. And the jury reacted in unison that when that part of the video was shown and turned their eyes and were completely blown away by what they saw. This is Scrappy saying this. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, and they never got any better after that. Yeah. Um, so Davidson kept the focus on Bernie's joy of the good life provided by Nugent's money. Yeah. And he described the treatment when flying first class, the voyage on the Queen Mary, like, cruise ship. Yeah, all these fancy things he got to do. Yeah, the cross-Atlantic flight on the Concorde. That his his $18,000 a year would would never never allow him to do. Yeah, He had him describe food and wine. And um, Davidson is quoted as saying, he retired at 28 to be a travel companion and bookkeeper. He goes, I don't think the jury could relate to him. He Wait, enjoyed the finer things in life. He wasn't even 30? No. And this one was 81? Yeah. Yeah. The fuck? Yeah. That's well, creepy I should say, as hell. No, like at, at 28. So he had been working at the funeral home. At 28, he retired. And he was with her for some time. Yeah. Like, he, like... But still, it's... It's, fr- it's From still, your 20s yeah. to her 70s, 80s? Yeah. Yes. Ugh. Like it was like they met in 1990, so like they had she been could together be for his six grandma. years. She's 30. He's like 36 at this point, yeah. and she's 81. So like, yeah, she could be his grandma. Oh God. Cool. Um. So yes, on February 9th, 1999, the jury convicted Bernie of murder. Mm. On February 11th, he was sentenced to life in prison with the possibility of parole in 2027. And shortly after entering the Texas Department of Criminal Justice in 1999, Bernie was attacked by his fellow inmates. (gasps) But during his imprisonment, he was described as by a prison official as a model prisoner. Of course. And he taught health classes and participated in the prison's choir. Yeah, because he was he was a good person prior to all this happening. And it, the money really, the money, I think, I the, think money, the money yeah, is what blinded greed. him. It was the greed. Yeah. So Absolutely. Like, so once he was put in a situation where he didn't have to think about money anymore, yes. he went back to being the person that everyone loved. Yes. But he's still, I don't th- I don't to think be him being of murder, yeah. you still gotta... Yeah, be a little And I don't off. know if the mortician thing made him a little less sensitive to that then yeah, than other people. Exactly. That's, but either way, like, you don't kill a fucking old lady. Yeah, but you also don't hear of 
a lot you don't hear like a, a slew of morticians yes. killing people yes but like he's he's clearly guilty like he clearly did it oh he like, said he, yeah. he did it yeah. yeah like he like but like i'm saying like i don't think he did it because she was mean i think he did it because he was gonna get caught he was gonna get caught the money really really blinded him yeah and um i i'm sure he was squeaming a little bit because he he freaked out like yeah he, but he, i but did he freak out again because he'd get caught or did he freak out because i think he freaked out and killed her because he was getting berated he was yeah. gonna get caught he was like well this is what i'm gonna do he shot her and then i'm, I'm sure like the second he shot her he was like fuck yeah and like oh, absolutely and like immediately like when his instincts kicked in and he he put her in that freezer and he must have just been like i'll take care of it later oh my god exactly. oh my god like he, i'm sure he was freaked out after he did it oh 100 percent. wouldn't you be like yeah. absolutely and the fact that it took him like he he didn't just go in there the next day cut up her body and try to dispose of it yeah he's like, just he like kept right, putting, what am i gonna do he's with putting this? it off it putting it yeah. off putting it off putting it off yeah so he must have been freaked out and he's not afraid of dead bodies no so he could have taken care of it if he needed to but right. he was so freaked out about what he did yeah so, I don't think inherently he was a terrible person from day one, from birth. Right. It's just he did a terrible thing. He did thing. a terrible thing, and now he deserves to yes. be, be punished for it. Yes. So, yeah. So But in, in prison, it's okay if he's a good prisoner. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Like, you're better off if you're a good person in prison. Like, yeah. You're less likely to get in trouble and all that other stuff. Yeah. Um, I say this as if I know what prison's like. Um, <laughs> but I've seen Orange is the New Black, and that's practically the same thing, because everybody knows TV is real. Yes. Um, but yeah, so in 2012, um, there was a book written by Skip Hollinsworth. Ooh, that's my, that's my birth control alarm. Bye. Um, so there was a, there was, there was a movie called Bernie that came out in 2012. Yeah. And the screenplay. Yeah. With Jack Black (laughs) and Shirley MacLaine plays Marjorie Nugent. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was written by Skip Hollinsworth, who also wrote about Bernie for those Texas Monthly articles. Oh, okay. Um, so that was who wrote so the screenplay. So he had been with the case for a while. Yes. So that helped, and then Richard Linkletter directed. Okay. Um, and like it was, it was like it was pretty like well liked. It got like eighty nine percent fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. It's on Netflix. It is on Netflix. As as current as of the time of recording yes. this is on netflix yes. so if you want to check it out yes it's uh, like i thought it was funny i thought it was good the fact that it's funny though it is the but death of somebody no, but i mean it's more uh, to me it's also more funny just because jack black i know it's like it's, it's hard to take yeah jack black's super serious i know yeah. he's been in serious roles but this one is this one is not this one's, yeah is this comedy one's hard, hardcore yeah and a lot of people will like say that um because for example um I'm sure the family was probably pissed. Well, the family was, but also, like, Adam Markovitz of Entertainment Weekly reviewed the film, and he said, all those twangy, homespun observations interrupt and annotate the narrative until Black and Shirley MacLaine's scenes start to feel as trivial as reenactments on a true crime TV show. So, like, it is. It's like they're almost making a mockery of it. Yeah. Which Um, is fucked up, because a woman did die. Yes. And I mean, and... Like, Anne Hornaday makes a really good point in the Washington Post, and she says, while Carthage's citizens may not have gotten the final word on Bernie's fate, Linkletter proves them, provides them with a consolation, the gift of shaping this film. So, like, if you believe that Bernie didn't do it, yeah. then yeah, it's okay that it's, like, funny. But, like, his, his, like, a lot of people did not agree. Yeah. Um, Like, his, 
um, what do you call it? not his sister, Marjorie Nugent's family, they were not fans of the film at all, understandably. Yeah, duh. And in an open They're letter, making a joke about yeah. their uh, Her, sister. Their grandmother. Yeah. Yeah. And in an open letter regarding Bernie's freedom and hearing, um, I guess we'll back up to that. Because um, um, Shannon Nugent, Marjorie's granddaughter, wrote like a letter about, because Bernie, in 2014, um, Davidson, who initially was the prosecuting attorney, remember, uh-huh. he actually argued that Bernie deserved a lighter sentence because he had been sexually abused as a minor, which was revealed later in okay. that interview with Peter Van Sant. Richard Linkletter, who directed Bernie, and mm-hmm. who Bernie, I mean, Richard Linkletter and Jack Black believed that Bernie Teed is innocent. Really? Um, yeah. He, Ber- no, Richard no, no, Linkletter. No, no, no. He's not innocent because he did it. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. But they don't except, think he did it? So they think he did it. So here's, so Richard Linkletter, he testified on Bernie's behalf that, like, basically he did it, but, like, he didn't mean to do it. Yeah. And he even offered... So it's not first-degree murder, it's, like, manslaughter is the one that's not I as... Don't, I don't know what they were going for here, but, like, it, so he... I think manslaughter's offered, the accident one? Manslaughter's the accident one, but I don't think they were even going for that. I think they were, like, basically, like, he did it, but, like, he's not at self-defense fault. self-defense or yes. something like that? N- not Bullshit. even self-defense, no, that he just wasn't at fault. That's so... It's, <sighs> like, it, like, it would be, like, hitting a deer. Um, oh my god! If if the deer had tons of money and you were embezzling it from them, yeah, right. Um, that so, should be enough of a, a motive. Yeah, the money. Oh yeah. So but so wait. So Richard Linkletter, he's this director of this movie, and he testifies on Bernie's behalf. Which yeah, great, fine, sure. And then he offered to let Bernie stay with him at oh, his house. My God. So. Bernie's released on a $10,000 personal bond, given several conditions, including that he was to get psychological help, couldn't have any guns, and that he had to live with Linkletter because they were like, okay, like, you'll be fine. I'm sorry, I would not bring him into my house. No, and did Linkletter have a- clearly a master Did Linkletter have a family? Yeah. Bye. Um, so- <laughs> Bye. Yeah, not so- Not like fucking convicted Exactly. Murderer. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And, like, Linkletter, he goes, myself and others are determined to help him in any way he can, which is exactly what he did. And he eventually, he threw a gala to raise money for Bernie's legal bills. Oh. And this included Bernie performing a few songs at the gala. Oh, God. And singing a duet. Oh. Of You Raise Me Up. Oh, God. With Jack Black. (laughs) What the fuck? Is there a video of this? I need it in my life forever. Like, what even Have you seen a video of that? it? I haven't. I haven't. Oh, my God. I need I to find it. I don't think it's on there. I, I, like, I, I looked, but not, like, heavily. Oh, my but, God. Like, if we find it, like, it is going on the insane? website. Like, are people insane? Like, Jack Black, I loved you. I loved you so much. That's so confusing. Like, that's so... Oh, God. Oh, my God. But, if, yeah. if we find it, I'm putting it on the website. People yeah, need no, to see we, this. No, this is something that needs to be seen. That's insane. But, yeah, so Marjorie Nugent's family, not fans, super pissed. Obviously. At, like, if they weren't pissed enough at Richard Linkletter and Jack Black, they're super pissed now. Because now he's, like, a celebrity. And, yeah, and so Shannon Nugent wrote an open letter, and she wrote, We call it a nightmare. We call it jury nullification. We call it callous to all crime victims. Yeah. Her murder wasn't the chubby, kindly Jack... Her murderer wasn't the chubby, kindly Jack Black. Yeah. 
is this the wave is the is the wave of sympathy for the man or for the character the influence of hollywood storytelling on the texas judicial system should concern all of us it sets a damaging damaging precedent criminals deserve punishment prescribed by our judicial system not yeah. by hollywood yes link letters movie should have you believe my grandmother deserved her murder Oh my god. Don't be manipulated by the movie. My grandmother didn't deserve to be murdered. The fa- the sentence um is the sympathy for the man or the character. That's very interesting. Yeah. That's very interesting because it it, it makes it like any time you make a movie about something like I just saw um my friend Dahmer mm-hmm. and I have always had kind of a a soft spot for Dahmer. Yeah. Just no, because he did have, like, any, a fucked up life. He had a very fucked up life, and any kind of, like, interview and stuff I've seen of him, it just, it He's sounded... He's a sad motherfucker. We're gonna talk about it, like, more in the Dahmer episode. Like, that's gonna take a little while to release and stuff, just because there's lots of research that goes into it. Oh, yes. It, it's, a, it's a real big one. It's, it might it's be a, a big kahuna. It might be a multi-parter, but, like, I'll talk more about it then, but my sympathy for... Dahmer doesn't um doesn't interfere with the fact that I know he is a serial killer right and you, he's still a criminal he, he still, still committed the he crime did he still horrible horrible things eight people like yeah he killed and eight no people and you. tried to make zombie sex slaves yeah and everything. that's like a no thank you but from like, me I like I'm cool thanks if you look at everything that he went through in his childhood if you look at like the struggle that like he went through obviously no one is um, oh no yeah no one's no i know exactly what you mean you like no one's like you like, can't just be like using him yes yeah exactly yes. no one no one can say oh you had like this fucked up life well all right okay go ahead kill and eat people like it's like, okay I'm, I'm giving too many qualifiers to this but like i would say if it, if there was any murderer i would feel bad for Dahmer just because of um it, it seemed like he kind of fell into it by accident and by circumstance right like everything that i've seen it sounded like he just he was kind of like driven to do it and he had to get drunk every single time he went and did it and like he didn't really want to i think his final words were like all right i mean i deserve it go ahead like he acknowledged yeah and And he he wasn't like like a creepy fuck and he gave like so many interviews yeah he gave like so many interviews and stuff that it just like um you can really get into his head yeah so, yeah, I mean, this isn't a Dahmer episode, but, like, no. the character or the man, like, I yes. I could see, like, when you have a character played by Jack Black, everyone loves Jack Everybody Black. Everybody loves Jack Black. He's the Kung Fu Panda. He's School of Rock. He's he's perfect. Like, yeah. I love him so much. I want to just snug him. He's he's Tenacious D. Like, he, like, ugh, the, like the minute you so cast... Many, yeah. The minute you cast somebody like that, that's that, a... And the minute you cast Jack Black in any character, that character becomes a, and I say this in the most lovable way possible, a cartoon. Yeah, a funny goofball. Yes. And that, he that's... Was a, the, he was the La Lucha guy. Yes. Remember that? Nacho Libre. Nacho Libre. The, like... This is a very interesting look at um, society's reaction to a crime. Right. Because people are deciding whether or not this guy is guilty, who clearly shot an elderly woman in the back. Yes, multiple times. Multiple times. And, like, he admits, he was and like, yeah, she was, still bre- she was still breathing at first. Yeah. And then I double tapped the fuck out of her. Yeah. And triple and quadruple. Yeah, and people are still like, well... Give him, give the guy a break. He, he had a rough sings childhood. So beautifully, he had a yeah. rough childhood. Oh yeah, like he might have been raped by his uncle. And the people that don't know about the crime that have just seen the movie, right? 
they can see like the caricature of this man yeah and they only and that just as much as it's similar to how they took the trial out of carthage because people had seen who bernie behaved like he like i said i do believe he was a master manipulator yeah and they who saw, he was prior yeah, they to all this. Yeah, they saw who he was because also, if you're a kid and you're growing up in the home of an alcoholic and you're being sexually abused by your uncle or whatever, you like, have to you be ha- a little street savvy. You have to learn how you to ha- yeah. be manipulative. Yeah, and like, you have to. He's working to support his family at like 15. Like you've got to learn how to like work the system. Yep. Like, and this is no different. Like it's very much almost like a fight or flight thing. I don't. It doesn't strike me as like he got the job just so he could prey on widows though oh no i never, don't think he did he had I never think done he just, this before i think he just found something he was good at yeah and he kept it up and then he knew what it was like to be a human who was hurting because remember lost both of his parents by 15 yeah so yeah he's gonna check up on people because i'm sure that he wished that that was something that happened with him when his family died yeah and um Oh, fuck. What I mean, was I going to say? I mean, that might also be me just, like, assuming things. Yeah. But, like, I, I agree with you, though. I don't think he was doing it to prey on old people because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had never done anything like this before. Yeah. It's not like he was, like, a, a serial, serial embezzler. Yeah. Or a serial old lady fucker. Yeah. That we know of. It's just... It just so happened that... I think, like... I think it started innocent enough that he went to go visit her and then, like, struck up unraveled. a friendship. I don't yeah. think... I, I mean, I... Having... The greed yes. got to him. But Simple I don't think that. I don't think he saw her come in and was like, "This is the one." No, I don't think he saw her and was like in that cartoon, like with the dollar signs, and was like, "Cha-ching!" Yeah, like, yeah. I don't think that was it. I I really don't. But no. like it it ended up being that. Absolutely. So you can't excuse that. Yeah, and I think that's what that's what Shannon Nugent is saying here. And that poor girl. Oh. I, I and she helped. She was the one that she and her dad went with authorities and found the body. Like yeah. so, she knows firsthand what it's like. Imagine finding your grandmother's body. Like alone, that would be terrible. But the in fact that freezer, she was murdered like and like shoved yeah. in a freezer. Yeah. But so like, yeah, just like a slab of meat, she was treated so horribly. She, yeah, exactly. And that's not. And also, she like, might not if have been claimed, a great person. But yes, but also if he claimed to care about her, that he was like being named executor of her estate and that yeah. he was like helping take care of her and all this other stuff if he claims to care about her so much you don't just shoot somebody you care about obviously yeah. but you definitely don't just shove them in a freezer for nine months yeah like i'm and, sorry and what, what was he where waiting is that for? where is that humanity that he's known for having there and what was he waiting for it was nine months that yeah. she was in the freezer yeah and he and he also kept him appearances, did he tried acted to, as if yeah. she was still alive the entire time not once did he try to um move her body do anything with her no, body didn't do anything i wonder if he embalmed her but yeah so it just it's really fucked yeah and so in 2016 there was a hearing held and the texas jury deliberated for about four and a half hours mm. um before deciding to send bernie back to prison with another life sentence wow After possibility of parole that, well in two in august 2017 so literally this past august I don't know about the possibility of parole, but Bernie did ask for and was denied another retrial, but he says he'll continue trying for that, that he'll continue trying to get Mm. a retrial. Yeah. I'm sorry. I think the fact that you got another one at all, like, I think you're done. I I think you're done I think the only reason why it was revisited is because of the movie. Oh, absolutely. It's because... No, it was because Richard Linkletter and Jack Black did all of this research. Yeah. And they were like, holy shit, this guy's innocent. Yeah. And... Wasn't the guy... The Making a Murderer guy retried because of... He was. The documentary? He was. Look at um, Adnan Syed from Serial. Yes. He's being retried right now. Yeah. Or something like that. 
But um, Th- there was some news about yeah, it. I don't know exactly yeah, what the details like, were, but there a, were news. No, about I believe him. it is a retrial. It's something. If, if it's not a retrial, it's something similar to that. And if that's not society's impact on crime, oh, what is like? It's you, a, you, it, you, it, we talk about on this podcast how crime impacts society, but there is an equal amount of how society impacts crime. Yes. Here. Yeah. Like it, it, it is a two way street. Yeah, exactly. It's it's crazy from like crime to pop culture, like and in, back in again. terms of crime and back again. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just it's really so like yeah this is like it's kind it's not as fucked up as like some of the other ones but no, in the it's, sense it's, that like it's what we'd call a one and done. Yeah, it is a one and done, but it's still like just it it kind of just gets under your skin a little bit because you're like come on. Yeah, and really? he lived in that house for nine months. Yeah, yeah, with like a that's body. a little creepy, and like knowing no house is big enough that you're not sitting there all the time being like there's a dead body in my freezer yep yep that's it's like the telltale creepy. heart yeah the telltale body yeah the but telltale he grinch but he didn't go crazy <laughs> and admit to it he yeah. was expecting never to get caught because yeah. in his fucked up because he's like oh i'm a i'm a i'm a mortician like i can take care of this yeah the fact that let you me would, sing her to sleep let me sing her to heaven you would think he would try to like sneak her body into the funeral home and just kind of like no he's smarter than that like I don't know, no. If he if he had like pretended it was just somebody else and buried they, her, they or something. knew who Marjorie Nugent was though. Yeah, she was literally like married to the richest guy there. Yeah, like she was known. I know. Like she would if Bernie was famous, she was infamous. Yeah, but yeah. So that's our girl Marjorie. Poor Marjorie. Yeah, and it really didn't. Even if you're a, a, no matter who you are you don't deserve that no you and can you can be, be the shittiest person you don't deserve to get murdered i'm sorry there's tons of cranky old ladies there are we all know a cranky old lady or two yeah i know one i know, a I bunch. know several yeah <laughs> as i said that i was like whoo no yeah it depends on how we define old yep <laughs> like i mean like you're a cranky old lady i know <laughs> oh god oh yeah i'm gonna get moited <laughs> You're gonna get moited. Moited. I'm gonna moite you for your money. Oh God! All right, that's enough of that one. That's, All right. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm done here. All right. So, I'm done with um, the website. The is website. Crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com. And if you go there and you search episode, uh, whatever the number it is, don't put in a number sign because that's a, the hashtag. Yeah, no hashtags. So just write in. It, it confuses the Tumblr, and we don't want to confuse yes. the Tumblr. Just, just write in episode and then the number of the episode. Yes. And everything from this episode will come up. And what, I, what number are we? Ooh, are we five now? Or I have no fucking clue. I don't know what number we are. We're we're a number. Just we'll label it. Yeah. So um, I'm gonna try to find that video of Jack Black and Bernie singing. You yeah, raised no, me. Yeah. No, I'm that gonna. That is gonna, incredible. Yeah. No, that's because like it's just like you know it's one of those things where like i could die happy like that like maybe that's what marjorie nugent saw i like to think that's how she got sung into heaven i i need to see that but um all of the links to all of our social media is on the website so just go to the website first um we'll try to link everything into the uh, description of the video too yeah we will so um we'll have everything there on the, the twitter on the instagram on the facebook everything's there also our email it is shoot us Feel an email us, if yeah. there's a case that you really like and you want us to cover or look into yeah. um or if you think if you're from carthage and you're like yo you guys are wrong bernie is innocent i would love to hear alternate theories yeah i would love to because he clearly killed her killed her and it's like how do you come back from that come yeah. on so I don't know. I'd like to hear some uh, some I'm, facts, more facts about this case. If you I'm have really the fucking curious. video, 
of the singing. Yeah, if you went to that Ooh. gala Oof. and you got Richard Linkletter, please sponsor us and send us that, that video. <laughs> I just need the video. I don't we, need the sponsorship. We, too, will kill old ladies and convince you we nope. didn't actually nope. do it. <laughs> nope, 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 that's not All right, maybe doing. that's just me, though. All right, so we're going to leave before we uh, incriminate <laughs> um, ourselves. Note. Come back next Tuesday because we're going to release another episode. Bye. Bye.